hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome to episode two. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying that. Episode two of the growth room. Wow. It has been such a long journey to get here. And I know that God will one day give me the opportunity to talk about what happened for me to get here. But in the meantime, welcome everyone. If you're new here, hi, 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 welcome again for those watching on video and for those just listening in welcome 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 my name is miriam and i have the privilege absolute absolute privilege of being the host of the growth room um it's a space where you come to be yourself but you live like jesus it's a space of vulnerability truth and transformation it's a place where you grow by being honest with god and allowing him into the parts of you that you typically wouldn't allow anyone else in to and the places where you are most afraid to go you trust him to go there to see you for who you are but to make you better than that and to heal you and to transform you and to change you so i'm so glad that you're here i know that the holy spirit is glad that you're here i know that the host of heaven is glad that you're here and like always don't forget to just you know grab your journal tea water juice wine (laughs) non-alcoholic and just sit with the father for a couple minutes as we dive into today's topic and i trust that god is going to meet with you and you are going to be the better for it so once again welcome okay so let's get right into it y'all if i tell you the mental gymnastics that went into creating this episode you'll see how i'm on here with no makeup that should tell you that i had enough i was like yeah you know this episode needs to be recorded and it just needs to be out because (laughs) i've recorded this is the third time i'm recording actually like third different scenario i've recorded i tried to record twice yesterday tried to record once a day before and today's sunday and I'm finally getting to it. I'm literally recording right before church. So God is good. Amen. Amen. Okay. So from today's topic, I'm guessing you're like, okay, man, what are we going to talk about? Like, who is God? Who are you? What's going on? <laughs> but don't worry. Um, I think that this episode is inspired by the Holy Spirit's commitment to making you understand who you are. And I feel like a huge part of growth, even in my life, has come from when I've understood something about God, which then translated into me understanding something about myself that caused me to change, if that made sense. So understanding that, for example, God is holy and as though and so he expects me to be holy because he's holy and he has given me the ability to live that life. He has given me everything for life and godliness in Christ, you know, for life and godliness in Christ. So because of that then certain things in my life have to go because they're not a representation of who he is you know just things like that but today i think we're gonna go along a different route still on the same you know topic of knowing who god is and then knowing who you are as a result but kind of to bring you and to also encourage you into understanding that you know i am who i am i am i am who god says i am rather and you know what things have to change in my life as a result you get the vibe you get the vibe okay um so today we're going to be talking about who god is and i know that god is a lot of things and there's so many things about him that we won't understand on this side of eternity at least but there are things that he has given us through his word and in his loving kindness and mercy and love 
he has shown us okay this is what i want you to know about who i am this is the kind of relationship that i want you you and i to have right not only me but for each and every one of you listening and watching and so as a result sorry guys i have a cold so if you hear me sniffling and doing all of that jazz is really because of that i will try my best to keep it as minimal as possible okay but as i was saying um as a result of that there are things about him that we ought to know on their names and things that he's called in the bible that you have read probably read if you've attempted to read the bible if you're new to the faith and you know but you have heard it you have heard somebody at some point tell you that god is creator and god is your father two of those things i think those are the most popular ones obviously there's like provider and helper and you know mighty man in battle a lot of other things that god is to us and just who he is honestly he's powerful he's good he's kind he's merciful he's fair he's like so many things but the ones that we're going to focus on today is god being your creator and god being your father and personally these are actually my two favorites so i'm a bit biased (laughs) but okay so we're gonna go into god being the creator obviously as christians i'm hoping that you believe god created heaven and earth and created you and i and everything else in between if you don't well um i don't know what to say to you but god help you (laughs) god as creator right in genesis 1 um it details the creation story how step by step god created heaven earth and everything else in between the plants you know the animals the wild beast all of that beautiful stuff right also the um you know the tree of good and evil the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and also the tree of life and also human beings and one thing that you know the holy spirit really highlighted to me in the entire creation story is that at the end of each day whenever god created a new thing he did an assessment one would think he wouldn't need to to be fair because he's god and everything he does is perfect and it is true but he kept saying after each day and and he looked at the creation and thought it was good or rather and said it was good i'm paraphrasing but at every point he said it was good right and even when he created us as human beings he said it was good now let's keep that to the side just pin it on your wall for a second right now we come back to where he created man right and when he created man he said let us make man in our image and likeness and i have an analogy for you to help you understand that i don't know about you but i really love analogies because it really kind of puts perspective things into perspectives for me i love cars a lot a lot a whole lot i don't know a whole lot about them but i the ones that i like i do my research on so for example a bentley glory be to god (laughs) so let's say that there was a Bentley, right, that was made in 2023. We know that Bentleys have been around for a couple of years now, to be honest. So let's say there was like a Bentley that was made in 2023 and it's supposed to be made made in the image of a model that was made in 1920, for example. Just a rough example, not, you know, directly or saying that there was Bentleys in 1920. I don't know, but let's just say that there was. And this new Bentley today is supposed to be made in the image and in the likeness of that Bentley that was around in 1920 right if you knew a lot about cars and you knew about the history of bentley and you know about that particular car that was made in 1920 no on <laughs> sorry no one would need to tell you oh this is what the car looks like even without seeing it you already have an expectation of what it's supposed to look like what it's supposed to sound like what its fuel capacity is supposed to be like what the engine you know i don't like all of those jazz like 
what they are supposed to look like you also know what the make and model of the car is supposed to look like so the outside you know the the interior maybe some things would be changed to upgrade it to the newer technologies of today but there should be the innate things about the car that are still existent i walk into a dealership and i have to start searching for the car that i'm looking for when i know what the 1921 sorry when i know what the 1921 looked like if I have to search around for that car, then that car is not made in the image or likeness of the 1920. I'll ask the car people whether what exactly happened, why did they say it was made in the image and likeness of that car when it doesn't even look like it, doesn't sound like it, doesn't act like it, it probably just has the Bentley sign on it. Do just let that marinate in your spirit for a bit. <laughs> okay, so move on, right? So it's the same thing with us and God. Because God made us in his image and his likeness, there are certain things that we should have in common with God. I should function like god think about myself like god think about things like god think about other people like god does right so which then begs the question for me at least for my own life and i'm also going to pose this question to you if i am made in the image and likeness of god and i'm supposed to see myself the way god sees me and i'm supposed to see human beings the way god sees them and i'm supposed to think about things the way god thinks about them why then do we find it so hard to believe that we are worth anything and I'm talking to the people who are genuinely battling with just self-hate. It's not even like, oh, you did something bad and you're feeling guilty. This even goes past the point of guilt. God has forgiven you and he has told you times without number that he has forgiven you and you are loved and you are, you know, favored and he's with you and for you. But you just can't seem to believe that you are worth anything. You allow the enemy and... I mean this in the most sensitive way because this is something that I've battled with and honestly, I'm still going through to be fair. But it's just something that I always ask myself. Why is it so hard for me to believe that God loves me? If he made me in his image and his likeness and he made all these wonderful, beautiful seas and, you know, have you ever seen those astonishing pictures of nature and you're like, wow, this is so beautiful. Like, I can't believe this even exists in the world. You know, the waterfalls, the ice glaciers, a bunch of other things, right? And if God could create things as beautiful as that and categorize them in the same way as he created you, which is good, I just can't seem to understand why it's so difficult for us to accept the love of God and not really the love of God, the acceptance of God and who he has said that we are. But my only prayer for you is that you really come into the fullness of the knowledge of who you are in him. First of all, who he is and then who you are in him and that you walk in that fully. I pray for the courage and the humility to accept the love, forgiveness and acceptance of God in your life because I know that that's something that I've struggled with just based on a lot of things that have happened in my past but also I know that I'm not alone and there are a bunch of other people whom I struggle with this but I'm here to tell you first of all you're not alone second of all there's a there's there's an abundance of love that is waiting on the other side of you accepting just this one truth that God sees you and he loves you and he has created you in his image and in his likeness and as such you as his creation is good you don't have to fill in any shoes you don't have to be anything or try to just you being created enough is good now with regards to your purpose and a lot of other things we'll cover all of that but i just wanted to stress on that a little bit because i know that there are so many people who struggle with that so now moving on right um i'm just going to talk about a couple of things that you know 
so because okay before i get there because god is creator and you were created in his image that means that you bear the image of god and there's a term for us image bearers we are image bearer every christian actually no every human being is an image bearer right maybe only us christians have come into the knowledge of what it means to be an image bearer and we have accepted that you know titles an image bearer but every single person in the world is an image bearer they bear the image of god because whether we like it or not they were created in the image and likeness of god they just don't know yet which brings me to my next point there are certain characteristics and things that should change when you understand who you are as an image bearer when you become an image bearer there's a sensitivity to people and to the relationships that you have in your life that you might not have even noticed before you begin to think of how you can be better and make these people's lives easier or better not because you're this perfect person or you're this good person but by the time you start to understand who you are as an image bearer i believe that that means that you and the holy spirit have a relationship you are conversing with him you're praying and he's dropping things in your spirit that "Mm, you're my child so you should think about this this way when you have an argument with your friend there are certain things that he won't let you see certain things that you wouldn't even think of doing or even if you want to do it he was have you guys ever been stopped right in your track right when something's about to fly out of your mouth and the holy spirit is like if you don't if you don't shut up (laughs) yeah certain things like that and it also changed how valuable you see your friends and how you actually see them and obviously if you're in a relationship i'm currently not in a relationship so i'm not really gonna touch on that but people that are married i've also heard you know them converse and just talk about how the hospital has really helped them become better wives and better husbands and that comes from the fact that you are made in this image so there's certain things that you should that just should come naturally to you something that should just be done because you're an image bearer okay and it also understanding who you are as an image bearer helps you to begin to believe god and accept his love and forgiveness because you now fully understand just how precious and important you are to him and this is my prayer for myself and for all of us that we truly believe god and accept his love and forgiveness because we fully understand and understand just how precious and important we are to him right being an image bearer or rather understanding who you are or who god is as creator and who you are as an image bearer expels a lot of insecurity and it dethrones every lie the enemy has fed you either based on your past or experiences or who you were before this is such a loaded topic and i feel like we're actually going to get inside in like i think episode five or six the insecurities and the lies and everything else at some point you will have to start to pray that I cast down every thought that seeks to exalt itself above the word of God. And that also includes the lies that your insecurities tell you, the lies that the enemy tells you about your life, about your mind, about how you are dumb or you, you, you're not as smart as everyone else. God doesn't need you to be as smart as anyone else. All he needs you to be, if you can obey, you don't have to be the smartest person. You don't have to be the, David wasn't the most, you know, he was a shepherd boy. Admittedly, yeah, he had experience in the woods, but he was a shepherd boy. He wasn't the most experienced. His brothers were more experienced than him. But all he needed was to obey God and to give God, give his heart to God. And look at what God did with his life. We can talk about all of these people in the Bible. Peter was just, he had anger issues. (laughs) But yet, Jesus looked at him and said, upon this rock, I will build my church. God doesn't need you to be so literally i pray that every lie in your life is dethroned every lie you've believed about yourself your future your destiny all of that oh i'm going to die when i'm 25 
girl if you don't get up and stand in the presence of god and accept who he says you are okay okay with love kisses (laughs) when you understand who you are as an image bearer it will impact how you see other people aka other image bearers you begin to understand just how important other people are to god literally everyone is to god and it changes how you handle the assignments he gives you that is kingdom business because you begin to understand that it goes beyond you there are other image bearers who need to hear about jesus and also come into the knowledge of who he is and who they are in him understanding your identity and who you are in god it's not only for you it's also so you can draw others to the light that you have seen there's a bible verse that my sweet friend simi shared hi simi if you're listening that really really helped me and it also kind of helped me start this podcast to be fair it was john i think one maybe verse five i'm not sure right after it talks about um um how jesus was there at the beginning of time and in him everything was created and for him it talks about and john and god sent a man john and he he was not he he himself was not the light but he was a witness to the light and for me the way god explained it to me is that imagine you go to a fountain and you've been thirsty for such a long time and you finally get water you drink and let's say there are even gold coins in the fountain and you pack up the coins and there's light all around you and you just feel genuinely better and the only thing that that fountain or light tells you is you can come back as much as you like but whenever you come back i would like for you to bring someone else so that they can enjoy this light and these coins that are in there wouldn't you can call all your family members and everybody that you know and tell them ah you guys will come there's this fountain that never runs dry you know the coins in time the coins always just keep multiplying whenever i go there and i just want you guys to come and talk and see about it you are not the fountain not that you the light but you have witnessed the light and so you are to bring other people into the light and that's the exact same thing when it comes to identity understanding your identity yes has a huge has 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 is is supposed to help you in your journey and also make you better and you know be able to help you do the things that god wants you to do but beyond that god also cares a lot even i dare i say even more about you bringing other people than he does about just you know you enjoying your life i'm not saying that god doesn't want you to enjoy your life or to be fruitful and be joyful but i do believe that a huge part and a huge responsibility on us it's why jesus would tell give the disciples a great commission go out into the nations so i go out and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy ghost that is all our commission it's not just the commission of the disciples at the time it's each and every one of our responsibilities so now that you understand who you are in god your job is also to help people see and understand and pray for people if you can't even go and be like oh just don't go on the street and be like you are the chosen you are the chosen because people won't understand but if you can pray if you can talk to that friend who's struggling with her identity and tell her hmm, these are the bible verses that help me pray with her this is what god wants us to do to be able to lead other people to the light that we have beheld because it's not only for us he cares about other people and he also wants other image bearers to come into the knowledge of him because imagine if every if, if everybody in the world knew who they were in god knew who god was first of all and knew who they were in god hello world hunger will be over next god as a father and who you are as a son because if god is a father that means you're a son and don't worry i'll explain in a lot of times in the bible jesus like i said before 
if we're going to look at God, we have to look at Jesus. And Jesus explained that God was his father. Whatever you see me do, it's because I do what the father has sent me. No one can come to the father except through me. He referenced God as his father a lot. And I found this so hilarious, honestly. I, I laugh a lot when I'm reading the Bible because some things are just like, oh my God, these guys never end. But I just was so confused why him saying that God was his father was so out of pocket. Like, why was that such an issue? <laughs> because to me it just seems like okay god is my father like what it is what it is but i realized that in jewish culture for youth and god the holy spirit kind of led me to a verse that helped me understand why they were so upset in john 5 16 to 30 jesus basically told them oh god is my father he sent me and there's a part of that verse that says i'm going to paraphrase here but it says that and this and this aggravated the pharisees a lot more because by saying that god was his father he was equating himself to god and i'm like no i can't like god is my father but i'm not equal with god and i started feeling away like oh why would the bible say that like obviously i knew that jesus was god so that's fine he can equate himself to god because he was good but for me it's like i know that god is my father so does that mean i'm equal to god but the holy spirit kind of told me mm, if you actually think about it you kind of are but not in the way that you are thinking equality is and i was like okay explain <laughs> this is very good cheesy <laughs> okay the holy spirit basically said to me that no think of your earthly father i can't ever be my father i can look like him i can maybe have a couple of his mannerisms but i can't ever be him i can't ever out out know him or even like outdo him in wisdom and in knowledge because first of all he's lived on this earth longer than me he's seen things that i can never even see he's understood a lot of things that i haven't understood by virtue of his experiences and life choices and especially for us who grew up like you know with our parents they started off you know really like in low and then now they got higher and they're in a better place financially there's certain things that we will never get to experience that they did right so it's the same thing with god we will never be equal with god but if but if we were to go in for example if we were to go in front of a court and be like oh god sent me and this is what god said it's as good as god being in the room and saying it too because we're his children and like i said before we're made in his image and in his likeness and we are also his son but don't worry we will talk about that as we go so there are a couple of things i've written down about who god is as father and also about who we are as sons that i really would like to read so that because i feel like it will paint a better picture of what you know the holy spirit wants us to know and also learn and so if god is jesus's father that means he's also my father which I also, which I already prefaced before, but how do I know? Romans eight fifteen to seventeen. I'm reading an NLT now for all my theologians. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> it talks about. It says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba father for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are god's children and since we are his children we are his heirs in fact together with christ we are heirs of god's glory but if we are to share his glory we must also share his suffering i'm going to come back to that last part in just a little bit but i think the re- part that i really want to stress on is Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now, you call him Abba, Father. Okay. What does that now mean for me? So, think of this analogy, right? Think of your earthly father. 
by virtue of him being your father giving birth to you right you can stand as his representative because you carry his dna he can send you somewhere right and whatever you say is as good as though your father was saying this exact same words we've all seen children representing their fathers collecting our words or in you know important talks have given the talk on behalf of their dad giving a life history of their parents because it's just as good as the father being there right and we've also seen princes proclaiming decrees over nations and countries maybe if their dad is sick or not available it's just as good as if their dad was standing on their podium speaking same thing with us as christians and also monarchies work the same way a king dies and the prince automatically becomes king even if he doesn't have the same experience and knowledge that the father has by virtue of the fact that this son carries the father's dna he automatically becomes king even if there's nothing in his resume that says i'm fit to be a king he's still able to become king why because he carries the dna of his father and that's the same thing with us we carry the dna of christ and so we are now joint heirs with christ we are joint heirs of god's glory there's no you, you can't argue with that <laughs> so you can try to wrap your head around it or try to be like okay but miriam no no this is what the word of god says and we are to be people who believe the word of god so not only believing the word of god when it says oh you are blessed and highly favored not only believing the word of god when he says oh you are a, you, you need to turn and repent from your sins those things are amazing too but i feel like a huge part of our christian experience will be lost if we do not begin to accept and believe that this is true that because god is king i am also a king in my own right not because of anything that i've done but simply because of the fact that I am now a part of Jesus's family. I'm now joint heirs with Christ. That should change the. That should put a pep in your step. Do you get? Do you get? Okay. <laughs> the second part of this of who a son is, or rather what a son does. Remember the initial Bible verse that I read, where I was like, at the end it says, "But in order for us to share in His glory, we must also share in His suffering." This is a part that a lot of us don't like, me included, because who likes to suffer, right? I know, but. I will explain so before you run away and be like oh Mary must come again i don't want to hear about suffering i've suffered enough <laughs> dear <laughs> you better stay <laughs> you better stay <laughs> don't worry um this is the, this kind of suffering is one that will always you always gain more from it than lose but we'll talk about that so what is the suffering of christ that we must partake of right i know that there's somebody in this on this podcast right now that is like oh god again i just finished suffering i just finished going through trials is it not enough (laughs) Hmm. god so jesus told us that in this life we will suffer many trials and temptations i'm not here to i'm not here to be the prophet of doom and tell you about to go back into a season of suffering no but i am trying to maybe paint a picture for you as to why Maybe you are experiencing some of the things that you're experiencing, especially if you're a new Christian or someone who just gave their life to Christ, or maybe you fell off and you're getting back up and you're wondering, okay, why is everything in my life falling apart? (laughs) Come closer. Just sit and listen, you know? (laughs) Sorry. This is so hilarious to me. But okay, not that you are suffering, but just 
how I'm the one who is talking about this. And if you know me in my personal life, whenever there's any suffering, God, I'm just like, God, I beg now. Literally, I'm just like, God, I beg. But for those of you who are not Nigerian, I beg means just God, please. Like, please, what's going on? But don't worry, we'll get into that. So, what is the suffering of Christ that we must partake of? The suffering of the suffering of Christ is what comes with obedience to God, even unto the cross. The Bible talks about how um, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So this exactly is the suffering I'm talking about. The suffering that the suffering that comes from you obeying god even onto the cross even onto pinning and kneeling some of the things about yourself onto the cross that are no longer representative of this new life that you have because when you become a christian all things have passed away and behold new things are coming or new things are here i'm paraphrasing now but so what examples of this forms of obedience that even onto the cross dying to yourself Jesus had to die himself to go to the cross because it wasn't easy. He he wanted to use his decision and Garden of Gethsemane really shows us the fullness of what it meant because for somebody to be so in so much turmoil that he will sweat blood. I'm a Bible person, so whenever I read a lot of these things in the Bible and like you know, I think of the physiological aspects of it. I can't even begin to imagine the chemical process in your system that would elicit for blood to come like how did blood enter your sweat ducts but we'll just talk about that so that's how much turmoil it took. that's how much he was fighting himself to go to the cross so that should tell you that it's not an easy journey and it's not one that's going to be so enjoyable but it's one that when all is said and done multitudes will be grateful for your sacrifice just like all of us are grateful for the sacrifice of jesus christ on the cross because i don't know what i would have done without jesus i don't know about y'all but man this life already is just <clears throat> but i always think to myself like i don't know how i would have been if i didn't come to jesus or give my life to christ it would have been a hot mess like hot mess hot yeah so it's dying to self it's dying to your flesh the things that your flesh wants dying to sin and to this world girl we were <sighs> so much to say about this but we'll just keep going and this this entire thing this process of obedience of christ onto the cross is the journey of sanctification and this journey of sanctification will cost you your reputation it will cost you your friends your opinions your right to be right it will cost you your right to be angry it will cost you so many things and this suffering is also not god punishing you it's him refining you so that you can partake in god's glory because the bible says that he endured the cross because because of the joy set before him and he got to partake in god's glory and sat at his right hand so if you want to fully enjoy the glory of god not only on the last day but also upon this earth there's a process that you need to go to it is a sacrifice but it's one that it's worth making because the beautiful thing about it is that if like if god how do i put this the beautiful thing about it is that god is even with us even in that process so it's like he tells you oh just be sanctified and i leave you there no he's with you in that process the bible says that we do not have a master that is not well acquainted with our weaknesses like he knows everything so he knows the pain you're feeling because you have to forgive he knows the anger you are going through because this person really really hurt you he understands every single thing 
and he's with you in that and he will give you the grace and the strength by virtue of his spirit to do those things that you need to do on the process of sanctification it's like he's giving you the test and he's also giving you the answers to the test and also giving you explanations to back up the answers to the test girl the holy spirit is such an amazing person resource helper guide because there's so many things that i should not have been able to do had it not been for the holy spirit but yeah we will talk about that later i keep saying we'll talk about later, but we will to be fair um there was and for jesus there was shame there was betrayal there was suffering and temptation that was attached to his journey but he still endured not because he didn't he didn't know what it felt like to not to 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 enjoy life or to not want to live this life because he also had to die i think we're forgetting that he hasn't he had a mother he had friends that he was committed to he didn't want to leave these guys but he had to because of the joy that was set before him so it's the same thing with us okay and also philippians 2 5 11 says let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus who being in the form of god did not consider it robbery to be equal with god but made himself on, of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even death of the cross even the death of the cross therefore god highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those of earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father it details to you the process of the shame the betrayal the pain having to leave heaven in his glorious home and come down to earth i don't know about you but if i'm in heaven and God is like, oh, I want to send you down. To who? <laughs> to people who can't make up their minds, who don't know their left and their right. Yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. But that's just to tell you how compassionate and committed to us God is and also Jesus is. Because do you know what it means that we have shown him time and time again that we don't want him and there was a huge possibility that we would never even choose to accept the sacrifice he made but he still made it something that god told me that really helps me on tough days is that miriam even if you were the only soul upon this earth i would have still come down to die that's just i don't know about any love better than that like my mother would say i love you i love you i could die but you cannot die for me excuse me no let's not do that okay (laughs) okay and this verse also speaks to the glory that Jesus experienced after the suffering that came with obedience. He talked about, like it says, God highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. Come on now. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. That means that heaven, earth, hell, they all bow to his name. Wow that kind of glory i can't even imagine even me just being president of a country i don't even know what i would do talk more of like having that kind of power yeah it's worth it also um the last part of this is whatever belongs to the father belongs to the son this is the last aspect of being a son that i want to touch on and i left it for last because i want to kind of give you the hard parts and then talk to you about the good parts the nice parts (laughs) um okay 
John 14 12 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. This was Jesus speaking to his disciples and he talked about, he said, anyone who believes in him will do the same works that he has done, i.e. raise the dead, heal the sick, turn water into wine, feed 5,000 with five loaves of bread and three fish. Excuse me, I don't know about you, but I think I need that multiplication grace in my life because, yeah. Um, and you don't have to like you don't have to beg to enter your father's house or even eat in your father's house so why then do us as christians feel the need to beg god for things that god has made available to us as his children like it's already a part of the package of you being a christian but we go to god with oh god please oh god please and i'm not saying that there aren't there's, there isn't a place to beg for mercy and to speak to god pleadingly and in his mercy but there are just certain things that i believe that as christians we shouldn't have to beg for especially not from god (laughs) like because we are his children you don't have to beg to eat in your father's house so why then do you assume that god is not going to take care of your every need why do we so hard why do we find it so hard to believe that god is capable of taking care of our every need matthew 7 11 says if you then evil sinful by nature as you are know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven perfect as he is give what is good and advantageous to those who keep on asking him why do we find it hard to trust him to do the impossible where do we find it hard to believe that every plan that he has for us is for our own good comfortable and uncomfortable alike why do we run to lesser lovers when things get tough as though we don't have the one who can turn any situation around for our good just sit with that and ask god why why do i find it hard and i know that the holy spirit will reveal it to you and it will help you to actually begin to walk in faith and believing that god is able to take care of every one of your needs every single one of them i charge to you today at the end of all of this two things ask god to show you who you are who he is who you are in him and then ask him to show you how good life can get in him how good it can really get how good your mental health can get how good your finances can get how good your family and restoring the relationships in your family can get ask him to show you how good it can get today and i promise you you will be the better for it well this brings us to the end of the episode i am so grateful that you got to join today and i hope that you have learned a couple of things and the holy spirit has spoken to you thank you so much for listening it was miriam again and i hope you have an amazing week or weekend ahead love you guys toodles